Hello everyone. So, special episode this week. It's going to be a solo discussion or reflection, if you want to put it that way, on identity. Very quickly, I'm going to summarize what I talked about in the earlier two podcasts. One with my younger brother, where we spoke about how even though we still had the same cultural background, our interactions and the time we spent in the countries that we identify with created a distinction within our personality. We then talked about decisions that we made in secondary school, which kind of stuck with us, which sort of opened up the talk to this idea of identity through these active decisions that we make. In the next episode, I spoke to Tate about a goal-based um, identity, whether people were kind of always fo- focused on this idea that they were the goal that they were striving for. Like if, uh, if someone was studying to be a lawyer, you know, they were the person studying to be a lawyer. There wasn't like a separate identity to them. They were the kind of almost the direction they were facing. Um, if they had a specific task, they'd sort of identify so much with that task that it would kind of become them. They didn't really have an identity separate to that. And I mean, I think some people might be able to relate to that. This kind of tunnel vision world doesn't exist outside of what I'm doing kind of atmosphere. And whenever they look outside of it, they're always surprised to see that the world still continues without them. Um, I I, th- I feel like personally I can relate to that where I've been so focused on my own goal that it's the stress has kind of confu- not confused me, has like overwhelmed me to the point where I just need to sit back and realize that I'm actually not really that important. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean it in the classic kind of look up at the stars and realize that each one of those stars has its own solar system and is part of a separate galaxy, potentially, type of you're not really that important. Um, so don't get down from that. Anyway, the thing that I want to think about today is the layers or realms of identity now what i mean by that it's nothing too complicated it's just like it seems that there isn't a kind of fixed identity um everyone has to kind of look at a specific aspect of life and then identify with it rather than being like i am this so the thought came to me because speaking to my younger brother we looked a lot at like uh, what it means to be Italian and Algerian and then we kind of thought all oh, right it was more to do with the decisions we made as younger kids about the time we spent in those countries uh, we spoke about are we more Italian if we can speak Italian are we kind of like embarrassed not to be able to speak as well as native Italians like for example our accent might be off so we're a little bit embarrassed like I definitely empathized with him on that um, and then speaking to Tate and he was very boxing focused and he's actually got a match on Thursday. So I'm going to go see that. Hopefully he does well. Um, he's very boxing focused. Definitely spoke about his training a lot. And he definitely, I definitely see that he identified with that. And as someone who trains to fight as well, like I definitely identify with training when someone asks me how I'm doing. Uh, or how's life, I'm always like, well, you know, training's going well, 
teaching's going well. That's that's literally it. In my mind, it's like what what else do they want to know? You know, when they're referring to me, what part of my identity are they trying to to find out about? Um. So, I definitely got the feeling that people have this kind of perception of the layers of their identity. Um, just to kind of jump out to this kind of meta idea almost, it seems that whenever someone is referring to something and using it to identify, well, using it to identify, well, identifying with it, for example, whether it's your training, whether it's a big decision you made in your life, it does seem like you are just attaching yourself to it. So there's a lot of like, I would say, meditation practices that take back to this idea of the stillness and this principle of I am, actually looking at the idea of existence, your existence being untied and untethered to absolutely anything that exists, okay? You exist regardless of whether you watch TV in the evening like you usually do. You exist regardless of whether you train. You know, you just are a permanent ball of existence i guess even the the ball analogy you can't you just got to take it away but it seems that our minds are almost structured to recognize existence in a very tangible format like if someone goes to you who are you you might be like oh i'm a student i uh, uh i'm six foot two uh i my name is marco you might just look to these these random, almost like descriptors of you to decide who you are. But a lot of these practices try to basically take you away from these because as much as they are kind of like the building blocks of your identity, they're also the limiting factors of it. Um, now, to, to kind of build, go deeper into that and think about it, let's let's just look on the idea of what a uh, what types of identity people actually have so you can have emotional identity like how you feel day to day and people don't actively speak about that so there's there's this big movement talking about how people need to speak more about their emotions and it's okay to express yourself and to say this but I do I still think that's quite narrow minded because the idea of your emotions is a lot more complex than your almost your ability to describe them like you go to school you study english you learn how to write essays you they give you a whole structure on how to write an essay that has a paragraph um where to use certain words to make it flow what kind of writing you can write in style you can adopt to make a person kind of relate more to the text. There's there's a lot of thought put into it. But then to just be come at people and be like, express your emotions. It's okay. Almost as though they've been secretly writing these built built up letters that they try to send to people but can't. I think it's just a is is a bit Yeah, I think back to narrow, narrow-minded because I personally am one of those people that I'm I'm very happy to 
to almost make a bigger deal out of an emotion than then I have to like if you give me the floor to speak and you ask me like why are you feeling sad and you know you sh- you basically look at me I can build a huge story out of my sadness and I can really express it but I also wouldn't unless it was unless the floor was given to me to express it because that's not really the kind of emotion that I identify with I mean I do think it's important to maintain an emotional balance, but it's not an emotion that I kind of draw from. It doesn't, when I think of me, I don't think, oh, sad. Slowly, actually, these past few weeks, I've been kind of trying to stabilize my emotions because it helps a lot with my epilepsy. And I do find that there are there are moments that I'm sad and I have to accept certain truths. But that to me is less about who I am emotionally and more about how I can identify with the ranges of emotions that I have an example is if you meet someone who's always angry like they wake up they just everything everything goes wrong in their life they're always like oh ah, just everything is a huge mess like standing around them you kind of want to have a two meters of distance just in case they throw their fists up and accidentally hit something or knock something over. And imagine you're that person and for five years straight, you've been practicing and identifying with this emotion of just anger. And someone comes to you and says, it's okay to be emotional in kind of saying that if you're sad or so on, you won't immediately have this kind of, oh yeah, boom, sorted it. But you definitely do need to build that support to slowly, slowly learn how to express yourself within the kind of the identity or the identifying factor, if you want to call it that, that is sadness. In the realm of sadness, how can you express yourself? In anger, you got it down. You've practiced it for 10 years. In sadness, not so much. Just to clarify the message, when we come into emotional kind of um, expression, I do think, I'm not saying that saying express yourself is just narrow-minded and we shouldn't do it. I'm saying that once you do see the message that it's okay to express yourself, don't just take it as just face value. Take it as it's okay to invest time in trying to understand what your emotional states are and how you can actually develop yourself within them and potentially use them. Like I'm not, personally, I'm not a very aggressive person and I I kind of despise aggression. But honestly, after, after 26 years of being alive, I would definitely say that it's a negative to not be able to be aggressive. There's lots of times when if I was just aggressive and just really came at someone, people would have just fucking left me alone. But rather I've chosen to be kind of nice and talk to people. Fortunately, because of my stature, I'm a bit bigger than than average, quite muscly. Especially when I was younger, I was like the same size. People left me alone. But I'd never been aggressive like it just wasn't in my system but if I knew that I could control my aggression express myself within my aggression then I'd be able to use it accurately 
if that makes sense. And the same with sadness, like people overindulge in a certain emotion and it's so draining. You ever been around the person who's just constantly sad? Uh, everything everything is is just oh no and their energy their energy is really low but also after a while like there's there's justified points to have that sadness because it helps to express what's going on then there's times when you're just like i can't i really can't be around you i'm sorry like you're sad i want to help you can't be around you so i do think that within your identity you need to be able to branch out on the whole spectrum of whatever it is so here we've talked about emotions Within this whole range of identity of emotions, we also have ranges of different types of identities. So this, I would say, is a little bit more complicated because it physically doesn't make sense. For example, if you're English, okay, the reason you're English is dependent on England. If England didn't exist, you couldn't be English. If I went round and I was like, I'm Requian, like people would be like, what? What is that? They, there needs to be something for me to be like, I am of that. Um, and when we when we talk about kind of nationality, I do actually think it's a really simplified view again of of what the person actually means. And you actually get this with a lot of foreign individuals. They they will be like, oh, English people. They'll say something like that. And they don't mean it in a racist sense. It's just because most, I'd say European foreign individuals will have had a experience with an English person that kind of conflicts their cultural upbringing. So therefore, when there is this conflict, all of them can relate to it. And immediately, they can just say, English people. You know what I'm saying? Like, straight away, everyone's like, yeah. Oh. But the reality is, that individual act does not make them English. Being of a certain culture or country isn't actually a be-all and end-all. It's a huge simplification of a, I would say, collection of habits. And this is a huge I think a really huge topic to think about when you really think about who you are you've got the kind of um I would say sort of philosophical essence of of being where you can say you are everything and you can say you are the universe you're a spiritual being and so on and then you have the tangible sense of identity the things that you actually are the things that someone can look to you and trust that you will do for example if a person's always on time if a person's organized these are all things that are built from habits that they have and they nurture and they grow and you know you you, you've seen this with with like for example people think germans are really efficient there's these stereotypes of countries that are like tied towards their cultural habits you know so when you look and, and identify with a certain country a lot of the time you're identifying with the stereotypes. But then when you, say, go to, like, passport control and they look at your passport, they're not necessarily looking at it and reading up all the stereotypes and checking that you've got all of them. It's just a piece of paper that links you to the country, not the stereotypes that people use. So 
a lot of the times identity can actually be I'd say mis misread definitely misread the next thing that I would look on is how layers of your own identity would build on each other so like if for example you were you identified as an english individual and we're not going to overcomplicate that too much you identified as an english individual and then england did something that you didn't agree with you wouldn't necessarily take that away but instead you'd kind of put a layer on top of english like i am english but i am for immigration or something like that um just to tie into this kind of whole brexit argument which i honestly i i i'm kind of pro pro immigration i do not want brexit to happen but if it happens i will find a way to carry on living and have a great life um that's cuz i don't have a british passport for all of those who who don't know um where was i kind of kind of lost myself there so you're building these these belief systems on on top of the layers of who you believe you are so for example if you think you're a strong person you might just walk around super confident be like yeah i'm really strong i can lift a really heavy weight and then you go into like a yoga class and there's this balance happening and you try to get involved you're like yeah i'm really strong i can do that no problem that's easy i'll just i just lifted 300 kilos then you try to do it and you can barely like lift your leg over your head and turn around and you're wobbling all over the place all of a sudden that strength that you identified with it's like breaking down and you have to i'd say was it kind of build another layer on this idea of strength that you can only you are strong as long as you're not doing these other things so it's it's kind of slowly carving out this initial definition and by the end of it when you've put so many layers on top of so many conditions on who you are you're left with so little to actually draw from and engage with and then when you're left with so little time back to the emo- the motivation stuff we did before how do you justify doing the things that you do if you're let's say only strong in certain instances only reliable in certain instances if you keep seeing yourself as this kind of very confined individual how are you motivated to to do anything different if you have this kind of like thick embedded layer of identity that's in your way we definitely i would say draw motivation from the perceived sense of identity we give ourselves and this this leads me to to talk about how in a big way belief and identity are tied together cuz if you just forgot everything you kind of like had like imagine a reset button in your head you would be the same person but you simultaneously wouldn't be the same person if that makes sense 
let's say you just forgot all your friends you had all your social media erased everything like your connection to the world is just 100% face value you just go out and kind of start again be like hey I'm whatever they've reprogrammed your name to be and you start interacting from there maybe you'd pick up an accent from the region that you're in but you'd still be you you still exist there, there wouldn't be a point where oh actually I am not me and the point that I'm making there is that you have to be really careful with the beliefs that you give yourself. You can't just take on so many beliefs and just think that they won't affect you in any way. And from personal experience, I, I experience a lot of stress from beliefs because I'm a lazy guy. Ultimately, I'm a lazy guy. I think we all are. We all want to take the easiest way out. And easy doesn't necessarily mean without effort I think it means like saves the most time so for example whenever I watch something I'm always kind of trying to ex extrapolate some, some kind of truth from it um, and that's I think an instinctive thing that people do so when it comes to like modern day marketing everything you see constantly is trying to instill some sort of belief in you like personally I'm I've never been a, a junk food person and I'm not trying to say anything completely bad about five guys but whenever I'm dieting for a fight currently the food that pops into my head really quick like oh yeah you know what as soon as I finish my fight and I've done that I'm going to get five guys and the truth is like five guys is nice but it's not it's not that nice like it's not oh I've completed my mission nice it's just that is pretty nice it's like a reliable nice kind of like Nando's Nando's is not the best food in the world it's reliable nice and that belief is is slowly built into you from constant you go you try you have a good time you're not stressed all of a sudden you believe that it is nice and I think the same thing happens um, to your identity you get through a certain part of the day you let's say someone shouts at you you do nothing let's say um, you try to to do something but half-heartedly you're discouraged and slowly you're like ah oh, can't be bothered to do that anymore so you step back and you very slowly kind of wither away and you just believe that you can't really do anything you can't do anything right Imagine how much that takes away from your potential and imagine how much that takes away from the kind of emotional range that you could could ex experience. Like when you're there being shouted at, of course you're going to feel angry, but I've had it sometimes when I've had people shouting at me and I'm just looking at them like, what, what are you going to do? Like there's really no need for that kind of shouting you're just wasting everyone's time rather than having a an emotional a controlled emotional response saying don't disrespect me although i may have made a mistake i'm going to try and make it better and i'm going to put my effort into it see the person who gets 
into conflict and then slowly decides to approach it differently is ultimately going to wake up day after day believing that if ever I do something wrong I'm going to be straight on fixing that shit and I'm going to do it whereas the person who's just constantly well they'll probably think the same thing oh yeah I'll fix it but their peers are just putting them down they're not showing them any respect slowly they're going to feel less than they actually are and because of it do less so the beliefs that you take along definitely do tie into your motivation so if you're struggling with that do you want to like go in for that cheesy sort of you know a lot of people post these posts about who you let into your life really affects who you are so you know no bad vibes that kind of stuff that is all derived from a truth which is if you don't take action against the negative and you just kind of let it thrive it's kind of like weeds in a garden it's just going to grow it's just going to grow you need to take action against anything and choose to make a difference and i'm not saying it in just the motivation way i'm i'm saying it in the control way personally i have a lot of like i sometimes experience a surprising amount of anxiety because surprise it's surprising to me because i don't think i'm an anxious person but whenever i think about you know pushing myself over a limit that's when the anxiety comes in and my mind is just so programmed to try and avoid everything every time there's some sort of oh my god that could be hard my mind's just like no well you know maybe you don't need to go because you know you can just sit back and watch some tv and uh have some crisp like that that's nice that, that is nice maybe what if what if you'll do some stretching while you watch tv and it's like oh yeah yeah i don't need to go training because i need to get more flexible and i can do stretching and watch tv and then you end up just watching tv and not stretching so like i can definitely relate to to a level of anxiety like that i just don't really experience the the more kind of simpler form where people have like interaction panic attacks um which is pretty pretty intense from what from what i hear now to to kind of like summarize everything that i talked about just what talked about layers of identity um being dependent on how you see yourself well having identity that is dependent on actual things for example the being english is dependent on england the same thing kind of happens to how you see yourself you know if you see yourself as weak what is that actually dependent on you can find that and eradicate it like if it is just seriously like an action that you feel you should have taken but didn't you can still go take it overcome it and then slowly start to prove your mind wrong show that your belief of who you are is incorrect yeah i think that pretty much will cover this episode of this reflection 
on identity. Just for, for everyone who is a little bit more into thought and structure than your average Joe, I try, just want to make a note that I try to stay away from a lot of reading material just because it can be quite hard to listen to someone talk about something if it's very specific and lecture based so <coughs> excuse me but I do think that if you do have the time to actually do some research into identity I would definitely recommend um, doing doing that and reading up on a well lots of aspects of it specifically like how you w- how you perceive yourself and how well from there how you should live your life so going into kind of like that moral philosophy of how we should I feel like they're tied together and if you do like reflection and you do enjoy that definitely just give it a try so a lot of people have made YouTube videos now to simplify a lot of um, ideas that can be very complicated so um, I hope you enjoyed that and if you do want to be part of the show you've got some ideas to share get in touch All right, bye.